Hi, I'm Danny, And I'm Ailish and welcome to On The Record. So this episode we're going to be talking about dating and ghosting. This and more on On The Record. So welcome to our first podcast, basically a bunch of ramblings about the ins and outs of being 20-something. So we're just going to start off with a little bit about ourselves to give you some context for the rest of the podcasts. Um, So Ailish will start you off with saying some fun facts about herself. Not really fun, but um, (laughs) hello, I'm Ailish. I'm a 20-year-old journalism student. I love music, binging TV shows and traveling, and I use social media way too much. Hey, so I'm Danny. I'm 21 years old. I'm currently at the end of my degree studying marketing and internet communications. I love traveling and fashion, photography, listen to way too much music, and I care about the environment. So each episode, we're going to be doing a little collection of our favorite things in the beginning, kind of like a weekly favorites, but we probably aren't coordinated enough to do this weekly. So my three favorites for this episode are Dynasty on Netflix, which I've recently been binging, which if you don't know, is basically about a really rich family in America and their family dynasty and all the drama that goes on. And it's just really good because I could never relate to their rich lifestyle. I feel like I need to watch that. (laughs) I'm sure you would love it. It's really good. Number two is Marvel's Avengers Endgame. Oh my God. (laughs) Which actually killed me. No spoilers, but I cried like a baby. I feel like we could do a whole podcast just on that movie and the entire series because... Definitely. Wow. (laughs) And finally, Rolling Blackout's Coastal Fever's latest song, Read My Mind. Such a good song. So some of my favorites at the moment. So whilst I've been watching Game of Thrones for a little while now, season eight has just come out and I am completely and utterly obsessed, especially with the recent episode being one of the most hectic ones so far. Ailish has yet to watch any of this. And I am getting there. I'm on season three. <laughs> I am making my way down there. I'm so proud of that. Yeah, about well. time. <laughs> so my second favorite at the moment is, I'm sure a lot of you have heard of the artist Banks. Recently released a new song, Gimme. First time she's released a song in about like two years, two years I think. Yeah. And it is such a good song. I've been a fan of hers for a really long time now. And my last favorite at the moment is the Bobo and Flex podcast, which is pretty much what inspired me to want to join on this podcast making thing. Unfortunately, Ailish was in the same sort of boat as I was with that. So props to them. (laughs) And here we are. So as Danny said before, for our um, theme, I guess, for this episode, we're talking about dating in the digital age and relationships. So I guess we'll just jump right into it. Great. So the first topic we had in mind was like getting into relationships and kind of how to meet people in the modern age. And especially with all the inclusions of online dating and current society and the way it is. What we came up with was you don't. No, you don't. We have had many discussions about how to meet people in the modern age. Not even just relationships, just friendships too. And basically it's just a lost cause really. Yeah, so (laughs) give up now and just save yourself the pain. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Um, But realistically. Yeah, probably through friends of friends. Whilst there are definitely complications in this Especially with romantic relationships, starting off as platonic, it can always end really poorly, which we're going to do later. (laughs) Puts your original friend in an awkward position. So generally, it's just a little. But at the same time, it's it's the best option we have. I think meeting friends through friends is definitely better than meeting relationships through friends. Yeah. At least because then you know you already have something in common and 
I can't really be ruined that way. You'd hope so. I guess by chance, a public encounter, meeting someone at a concert or something. Which has always been a dream. Yeah, yeah. you dream has about yet it. to happen. The movies say it'll happen, but... It won't. The right person doesn't come up and ask you to dance. No, they never do. <laughs> and then finally, we have dating apps, which worked out well enough for me, surprisingly, because I'm not a dating app person, but the one time I actually downloaded Tinder in my life for a joke... I actually met my boyfriend. So. So it works out for some people. It works It works out for some people. There is a lot of trash to dig through. Not to be rude, but. No, I think the longest I've lasted on the app is about a day. Yeah. Once I lasted about seven minutes, me and my friend downloaded it. It wasn't even as a joke. We were just like, we want boyfriends. And my then we didn't last said, more than um, I was talking to her about Tinder because she was saying some messages she got from people. And she was like, oh, you should download it. And I was like, mm. she's like, no, it's really funny. So I did. It worked out okay gives us some hope so following on from um dating apps i guess there's so many apps out there to meet people and it's hard to know which one is best for you so we've compiled a list for you yeah so first off is tinder obviously it's the primary dating app people our age use with 75 percent of 18 to 24 year olds who are using a dating app being on tinder and I, I don't really know anyone who hasn't downloaded it at Definitely. some point in their lives, whilst they generally end up deleting it. Everyone has matched with their friends and swiped right and said, do I know you as a big <laughs> joke? Because what a meme. Either that or they've just blocked them <laughs> and changed their age range, which is always fun. Um, so basically with Tinder, if you don't know, either person makes the first move and it has a huge hookup stigma um, around it. Everyone kind of looks down on meeting people from tinder i think i would it's kind say of that assumption that it won't work out because it is just yeah for the short term rather than long-term relationships and then we have bumble which differs from tinder in that the girls are the ones that make the first move and message the cheesy hello so this kind of brings about more of like an acceptance of casual dating i think especially like for girls to make the first move that's not really something that is normally seen as normal and i know i've never been confident enough to be the first one to say yeah. hey but I guess this kind of like gives people the courage to do that because it's normalized. I think if I was to use Bumble though, I still wouldn't have the confidence to message them first saying, and hey. And just end up just having feel... an empty account for the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I just feel too uncomfortable. Honestly, same. But I've got some friends who it's worked out for and yeah. normally it's okay once you get the hang of it a little bit, I guess. Another statistic, <laughs> 31% of young people on dating apps use Bumble. So that compares to the 75% on Tinder. So I guess that shows that Bumble isn't as well known or used i guess compared to tinder i think you were saying before that facebook is rumored to be bringing yeah. about a dating app at i read an article a while ago that facebook is possibly making its own dating app and then we discovered a dating app called hinge which essentially sounds like it was made by facebook although we don't think it was <laughs> just sounds pretty similar so yeah hinge um branded themselves as the relationship app it only matches you with people you have mutual friends with on Facebook, which lowers your kind of pool of people to choose from. But at least you kind of have something more in common, I guess. It's yeah. probably safer to use because then at least you know they're real people and yeah. it's a bit harder to catfish that way. In saying that, you have to put a lot more information about yourself onto Hinge. Like the signing up process is very stringent. You um, Instead of swiping, you like and comment on individual photos and icebreaker answers, but you have to participate in the icebreaker questions as well. 
which is a step further than yeah. any other dating app I've heard of. <laughs> so it sounds a little bit more difficult to just quickly download it one night and then delete it the next. It's but apparently it's very addictive. So. Yeah. Definitely sounds like it could be. So the last ones on our list here would be Grindr and Pink Sofa. So these dating apps more cater to the LGBTQ plus community, which is a really great thing to have that where it's more inclusive for these groups. Yeah, I think you need some apps that are purely a safe environment rather than somewhere where you could get someone who might be up to no good. So once you've worked your way through the digital dating world and you've managed to score a date for your evening, I guess it brings about the question, who should actually pay for the night out? I think it's a really hard question to ask because whilst there is that preconception that men should pay, obviously that is changing nowadays and that isn't something that everyone agrees with. I know from personal experiences, when I'm out with a guy and I've gone to be the one to buy drinks or to buy lunch or dinner or whatever it is, there's always so much hesitation on their part to agree to that. Yeah, they're not sure, like, do I let her pay or is she just doing the trick where you reach for your wallet but you really expect them to pay? And they kind of, uh, I've had a lot of guys who have taken it really personally when you want to pay because it's like it's their duty or their right. I think it definitely depends on as well maybe who asked the person on the date and maybe they should be the one to pay. But yeah, I think whoever asks. Maybe who has more money. (laughs) In the early stages, because you don't really know who works the most, that kind of thing. I guess if you ask, maybe you should pay. But I feel like um, I like the idea of say you're doing two things for the evening. You're doing dinner and movies. If one of you buys dinner, I like the idea of, being able to buy the movie tickets or something because exactly, I went yeah. on a date once where it was dinner and movie and he paid for dinner and I was like oh like that was expensive like I was happy yeah. to split it so when we went to the movies I was like oh I'll buy the tickets but he'd already pre-booked them and pre-paid <laughs> for them so I was just kind of like oh my god you just spent quite yeah. a bit of money and I feel like you kind of owe them I, something yeah like, it felt really they, awkward about it's like it. when you go to a bar and a guy offers you like a drink and you kind of feel like you have to entertain you have them, to dance for, a while. them for a bit even though that's not what you want but you also don't want to say no to a free drink yeah. because... Like, it is nice when someone wants to pay for you on it the first is, day. It is, yeah. I think once you start dating for a while, you should alternate. I think so too because then it's a little bit Or just fairer. split yeah. the bill. See, that's always the easiest. I always offer I to split, split the, the bill. I think split the bill is easiest. Because then there's no way that anyone can... Whilst it's technically not owing someone something, yeah. it, there's less of a power dynamic in there as well, which is always yeah. good. It's not like you keep a mental tally, you just kind of take if you turns. Take turns, which is what you like, do with friends as well. Yeah. So I don't see why it should be any different for And we still split the bill because no one's made of like money. No. <laughs> so I guess you will never know the answer to who no. should pay. <laughs> so the next thing we wanted to talk about was dating while sustaining friendships, as well as maintaining platonic relationships with people of the opposite sex, at least coming from a heteronormative sort of point of view. Or the same sex whatever floats your boat to me anyway it's really important to have a balance between a relationship and all of your friendships like having friends who are boys and girls like having a dynamic spread of that I feel like it kind of contributes to your character as a person and then if you get into a relationship and your significant other doesn't want you to be around those people anymore and kind of wants to constrict your relationship to just hang out with them I feel like you won't be as happy as you could and should be no i think being controlling in that way is a really manipulative thing to do at the same time once you're cutting out those friends when the relationship possibly inevitably doesn't work out then who will you go back to afterwards so it's definitely a a big red flag when a boyfriend or girlfriend isn't allowing of that sort of thing 
Yeah, I think it can be very, very toxic if you don't have space to see other people and if your significant other doesn't recognise the importance of all of your friendships in your life. Then they're probably not the one. <laughs> yeah, to each their own. But yeah. I personally couldn't be in a relationship where they can't respect me and trust me to have exactly other friends yeah. who I'm not attracted to in the slightest. We just bump yeah. really well it's understandable that they might be cautious of those other people but if you're in a relationship with them they should be able to trust you enough yeah to... i understand being cautious if there's been history in the past or Especially something like unresolved history, yeah unresolved always... history but otherwise i think you should respect and love and trust your your person enough to let them have other important people yeah definitely i think social media um comes up comes into play a lot when you're talking about um, relationships, toxic relationships, yeah. especially um, what I was saying about unfollowing people on Instagram and stuff. Because I guess there's, I know I've seen on Twitter, there's a lot of females in relationships who tweet about it making them insecure when their boyfriends like all these hot girls posts on Instagram and they're like, oh, girls, can you please cover up so my boyfriend stops liking yeah. this? And you're like... It's the point where they're blaming other girls for mm. that, which doesn't make sense because obviously liking someone's post is in no way subtracting from your relationship. I think yeah. that's a little immature. Yeah, I think... I, think like, I get being a little bit jealous if... I think a little bit of yeah. jealousy is normal, but if no. you're stalking who your significant other likes exactly. on Instagram, to the point where things, you feel the need to control them yeah. over it. It's At the end of the day, a like is just a like. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's just being friends on Facebook, you know. Yeah. So another thing with social media is people get yeah really caught up with the idea that they have to claim their their significant other on social media. Like, Definitely. People definitely see the importance of, like, I understand wanting to post photos of your partner and wanting to have, like, a online relationship as well as out in the real world, but not everyone likes doing that. Some people prefer having their privacy in that sort of manner. Yeah, like, I'm the type of person where I don't plaster my relationship all over social media. No. But, like, if we take a nice photo or something, or I want to post about it. But I know some people who put their relationship everywhere and then some yeah. people who don't even that, know they're in their relationship. Exactly, yeah. And so just respecting the other person's yeah. boundaries is really important with that. That's so like, yeah. do you make it Facebook official that you're dating and does that actually matter? Mm-hmm. I think in high school that was such a big thing that mm-hmm. as soon as you made it Facebook official, that's when it was actually official. But nowadays, I don't know anyone who actually does that anymore. It's, yeah, it's kind of an friend, outdated... Um, I have made sort of their thing. relationship Facebook official about a week or so ago. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. It ends. Are you going to have like end of relationship? Because I've seen that so many times. Yeah, I think you just like sneakily change your relationship status to single, but like put it so no one can see the change. Yeah, you'd hope. Yeah, because I don't see the point of advertising that. I think a relationship is between two people. It doesn't have to be shared with the entire world. I don't know why, but like Facebook relationship status things just make me so uncomfortable. Like the thought of doing one makes me gag. Like Of like putting it out there like that and then what if it what if you actually only last like a month or two and then everyone's already seen that you're in a relationship I imagine like all the relatives and things you have on Facebook yeah. seeing that and then not even not, that like I just think it's like I don't know I never liked it in high school like my high school no, boyfriend I never, and I didn't I think we were probably dating like seven or eight months before we put it on Facebook yeah. and I still didn't like having it on Facebook like no. it just made me so uncomfortable I have no idea it's why it's kind of like claiming someone on your profile like it because it has their name on it and it seems very possessive in that sort of way I think 
I don't know. It's just a bit weird. It's just yeah. like, I'm just, no. Like, and it just makes me scrunch same, up like, my face. And people putting their boyfriend or girlfriend's initials in, the in their bio. bio. I'm like, no, that's so cringy. Please don't do that. That makes me think of, like, 14-year-olds in their, like, first little relationship and stuff. It's like they've been dating for a week, but they yeah. need to, like, oh, yeah. Don't think I can get behind that. No. I don't know. I think then it kind of takes away from your individuality. Like, I get posting photos, but when it's the point where, like, that's something that defines you. Yeah. Because that's what you put in your bio. I don't know. It seems a little weird. It's, it's just a bit a bit gross. Back when I mean. we used to have, like, MSN and Hotmail and everything, <laughs> and you used to post all your friends in your bio. In your bio, there, yeah. And then as soon as you'd accidentally leave a friend out, it caused so much drama. Like, what happens if one person in the relationship posts the initials and the other person doesn't? Is that, I feel like that's is, come Would there so be beef far. with that? Like, it went from that to being, like facebook statuses and yeah. like ask fm questions like who are your best friends oh, who God, are you crushing that. on i wonder what's going to be next yeah <laughs> instagram bios apparently i hope not <laughs> hopefully we can move on from that one pretty quickly i guess another issue that comes with dating in the digital age and social media mm. and relationships is the good old ghosting technique this is a big one <laughs> So with ghosting and also being ghosted, I guess the question to ask is when is it okay? Um, never, unless you're <laughs> the one doing it. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that's really important. Um, yeah, don't say... like being ghosted, but ghosting other people, I don't really see a problem with unless they're, um, yeah, I don't know. It's not problematic <laughs> no. at all, Danny. <laughs> I think when they're a bit of a creep and For sure. you, there is no actual substance behind that relationship, in that first few times you've spoken, there isn't really a big deal behind it. Yeah, I think if you don't, like, you haven't put in the effort to actively get to know each other, like, you have no tether to each other, really, besides, really... like, a little bit of chit-chat and flirtiness. Like, it doesn't matter if you end things, but if you've been talking for a while, you've hung out a good few times and you're kind of involved in with that person, it's, even yeah. on, like, a small level, you kind of owe them the decency to yeah. say, sorry, I don't think this is going to go anywhere. Like, it's really not hard to just send that one message. No one's asking you to call yeah. them up or see them in real life and talk about it, because I get it can be really hard to do. Like, it's definitely more ballsy to end things than actually ghost someone. Exactly, yeah, because you kind of owe it to them as well. Like, it, yeah. yeah. I think it's even harder when you're in an actual friendship with that person and that's turned into a relationship. That's when it's really yes. not good to do that um yeah because then there's it's zero like, closure you no closure what is happened the in worst the past, thing ever like what in the last two years did I do so wrong that this person has to go from my best friend to someone I never speak to yeah you're kind of like do I accept that I've been ghosted and we're just suddenly yeah. back especially to when you have mutual friends yeah and you have to still see them around that's yeah, not a good thing. And then it's like, <laughs> is it better for my mental health to ask for closure or do I just kind of accept that that's happened, they are shitty and I deserve better? Yeah. I think I've done both things. Like I've kind of accepted it and was like, whatever, I'll live my life. I don't really care anymore, although I did. Um, and that led to me doing the second thing and yeah. asking for closure and being like, hello, can you please explain? Like how long after does yeah. it get to the point where and you can ask And it was very long after where I was like, just for, I think it's been a no, year, just for but... peace of mind like can I know this it still gave me nothing closure came randomly in a huge text message yeah. that I did not see coming but I was like okay thanks because you but I don't need it anymore you did you know? wrong. yeah but I feel like in some cases once you get closure like it's not like you know the the lids pull down you pack mm. it in a cupboard and walk off and live your life like you kind of just like closure how it's the be all okay. and end all and that will fix everything but really it doesn't yeah it's sometimes just it's nice just kind of like <laughs> it's nice to have but if you get it too late you're like I'm living my life without knowing that I don't care anymore and now suddenly you're brought back into that yeah which is really I guess harsh. that leads into what do you do when they try and come back into your life after ghosting you 
yeah that's I don't know that's always a really complicated thing I guess if you still have feelings for that person it's really easy to let them back in but you have to make sure what they're looking for is yeah I think you have to make sure that you're on the same page because if they ghosted you in the first place chances are you don't want the same thing no and generally they will do it again (laughs) or (laughs) it is a downward spiral three times don't get caught (laughs) in the trap (laughs) I don't know. But then there's also the fact that can you, like, mutually ghost each other? I think you can mutually ghost each other. Obviously, there's one instigator in the ghosting situation. Yeah. But if you're on the same page and you're both like, hey, this isn't going to work, and you don't explicitly say this isn't going to work, you just kind of drift. Yeah. And And it's pretty obvious when you're at that same level as well. Like, you wouldn't be hurt by it. It's kind of like an amicable goodbye, I don't care kind of thing. Because you're obviously not that invested with exactly. that person. Although sometimes it's easy to just assume that that's what the other person is thinking. Yeah. Like sometimes if I've been ghosted and I genuinely do still have feelings for that person, but I'm too scared to message and try to keep it going. Sometimes I've waited yeah. a few weeks and then gone to message back and see that they're still in that phases where they don't yeah. want anything to do with me. But I took too long to accept that, I think. Yeah, I guess it all comes down to communication because if you both think that... Like, if one person thinks that the both of you are mutually ghosting each other, but then the other thinks, oh, this person is ghosting me. Like, if no one says anything, no one will ever know. No, So then it's like, who's to blame if no one's speaking how they actually feel? And it's so easy to hold resentment on that other person, even when it is partially your fault for not saying anything. Yeah, definitely. But that's really hard to accept. Very hard. Yeah. First world problemos. (laughs) Following on from this, I guess, how do you handle someone moving on without you when you still have feelings for them? Find someone new. That's normally the <laughs> best way to go about it. <laughs> I think I can't properly get over someone until I've found feelings for a new person. Even if it isn't like real like feeling yeah. feelings, at least it's something else to distract me from thinking about that person. That's interesting. I feel like I can't find someone new while I'm still caught up over one person. Like I have to kind of like wallow, get over it, and kind of like slap myself in the face, be like, Ayla, you've been wallowing enough, like get yeah. over it. I definitely take my time to do that as well. But then at the end, it's like, I don't still like this person, but I'm still thinking about them. Yeah. Whether it's like hating them or like strongly disliking them, they're still technically on my mind. And to get them off my mind, I need to start having positive feelings for someone else, I yeah. think. Well, I guess I do that in a different sense, kind of like I just busy myself. So, So, like, I would spend, like, force my friends, like, force you to hang out with me all the time or, like, read more books, watch more TV or something, rather than just anything to not not think about them. them. Yeah. See, that is really hard when good things are happening to you and the person that you'd normally want to go talk to, you can't talk to anymore. That's a really hard thing to accept. Yeah, definitely. And I find that hard when I don't have... Which is why I need someone else because then they can be my new go-to. If I don't have that, it's like... That's what scares me about relationships. Like, even being in, like, a comfortable, happy relationship now, I'm like, if anything goes wrong, like, I'm so used to talking to this person, like, all day, every day. Like, what happens, like, if things fall to shit? Because, like... Like, you'll pick yourself up again and all that stuff, but it's kind of like, like, this is your go-to person. And it's not like we haven't gone through it before and had these exact same feelings before meeting someone new, but it's always, like, after that previous person, it's like, wow, how can I ever find this again? And you always do find it again, but it's it's kind of hard to see that. It's a scary thought, like, when you're in a happy place and you're like, I talk to this person all the time. It's like, what would I do if I didn't? Because it could so easily suddenly end. Yeah. Especially when we're talking about ghosting, that is a very real possibility. That is exactly what happens. 
normally it's at that point where you think everything's going so well and then the next day they block you <laughs> or they stop talking to you and that's the end i guess all you can do is just hope attempt for the best. to yeah hope for the best and appreciate what you have while you have it yeah um establish and definitely appreciate same, what you have at the time same field same level as yeah. the person that you're talking to or seeing so keeping open communication is always going to be really important key. in that but that's so hard to do i know like really hard i feel like it's especially hard in like the era that it is of like texting and social media it is. because you'll send a text message and i'll be like why did he phrase it like that exactly. like why you can never why did tell he say tone this and the, yeah it's as so really hard to convey tone. people when we're texting yes. people take it things as insults and yes. then you think you'll be mean to them i'm like no i was flirting with you like and I, you I'm didn't like, know no, that i said that in a really loving way and he's like no that came across really sarcastic alish and i'm like i'm sorry i love you yeah <laughs> it's really hard because you'd have to explain yourself in that sort of situation but like that's why yeah. it's probably good to talk to someone I'll be with someone who gets your frame of thinking and your way of talking, I guess. It can be kind of hard when you're with someone who is in a completely different mental space that you're talking to. I know I've had a lot of friends who they're not sarcastic. They don't joke around a lot. They're very serious people. So when I'm talking with them and just joking around and they they get offended by what I've said, even though I haven't actually said anything offensive, I might have just... I think you need to gel with that person or like establish the type of humor and the type of people yeah. that you are even if you're very Especially different in relationships and you're because insulting someone you're in a relationship with is Does not potentially very, very well. bad yeah. <laughs> if you want that relationship to last yeah. that is and then they can end up ghosting you because they think you don't like them but really you were just flirting with them not being mean but that's cool <laughs> yeah well i think we'll wrap up today's episode there before we ramble for another hour and a half which we could so easily do <laughs> but you'll have to stay tuned for next time for that one Cool, so I'm Ailish. And I'm Danny. So thanks for tuning in to On the Record. We'll see you again next time. Bye.